Good afternoon, you guys, and welcome back to Eccentric Honey. I am your host, Catrice, and I must say, I am so glad to be back. I have not been able to put out any content. It's been a rough three weeks, and that's just been because I have not been feeling all that great. Um, when I tell you COVID is real on the symptoms, um, yeah, it hit our household and kind of put us all down. But I'm so glad that is over. Um, actually, I'm still, even three weeks later, still, you know, trying to get right. And those who have had COVID, you know, know what I'm talking about. So it's getting better, good enough for me to record and bring some new information to you, some new content, but that that was a rough ride. It's like a very long, annoying, draining coal. Yeah, so I've done my rounds and that is it. But it's so great to be back and going through that and going through the hospital and just thinking about what could have happened during this whole thing just made me think about death. So yeah, death is a very real thing. And sometimes that we forget how serious it is. We forget that it is a part of life to live and die is to mean that, you know, you've lived a full life. It's come full circle. And we really got to remember that. And in doing so, it helps us to somewhat be better people. And I say that because a lot of times we forget how important life is because we forget how real death is and how it's right around the corner all the time. It can happen at any time, at any day, for any reason, unfortunately. But all we know is life. That's all we know. So that's why we live every day you know, not assuming that anything can happen to us. That's why, you know, we make future plans for things. We pretty much do what we want. Sometimes we do things that we shouldn't do. We may excessively drink alcohol or smoke, or some people may take drugs to make them feel better. But forgetting that one wrong turn and you know that could be it that could be the end and I think we gotta all stop sometimes and think about how serious it is and just realize that sometimes it's not till you have that moment and I believe everyone has that moment where you almost experience death 
And it's like, whoa, I, I could have really been out of here. And it can shake you up really bad because you're like, I've, I've just been living my life. Things are good. Things are going great. And one day it could just be whether you're in an accident or something internal health wise, you think may think you're healthy and you end up in the hospital and you're like, your whole life has changed. I know for me, one of the experiences that made me just stop and was like, yo, I could have been died. I could have been dead. Um, about seven years ago when I had my last child, um, I actually had preeclampsia. So I just wasn't feeling good one night and I didn't know what was going on. I just couldn't get comfortable. And long story short, I ended up falling asleep. Still not feeling good, but I felt like sleep would, you know, try to help me. And I wake up in the hospital and told that I have to have an emergency C-section two and a half months, you know, before my due date. My daughter was coming earlier because I had a seizure while I was asleep. And parts of that day, I'm never going to get back because of the seizure and because of everything going on. So there's parts I don't even remember in that day. But my husband was there to, you know, help me. But the scary part of it is that had not I had someone there, had not he been there and saw that and got me medical attention, I certainly would have died. And it's crazy to think that I just went to sleep and I could have just never woken up. And it it's it's crazy and it's scary to realize how close death is to us. And some of you may not have had that moment yet. And honestly, I, I hope you never get it. I hope you never get it because it's terrifying and everybody takes, you know, different things in their life different. So I thought, you know, no one should go through that. And another thing, people don't realize, you know, a lot of people say, you know, we're here for a short time. Then some people say, you know, living is the longest thing you're ever going to do, which is correct. But in the grand scheme of things, it's all a very short time. Think I'm wrong? Just close your eyes and think about how many years there were before you were born. And think that time does not stop. It's like numbers. Time does not stop. Eternity is eternity. It does not stop. There are going to be hundreds, thousands, millions of years after you. And you got to think about that. You only have a certain amount of time. So keep that 
just keep that in mind. People are only living in the moment. And in a sense, that's what you should do. Live for the moment and enjoy life while you have it. That's important. But also remember, you know, with the choices you make, don't just completely live reckless. You know, remember that things happen. And even if it doesn't, you know, result in something as serious as death, take some thought into your actions before you do them. That's also a lesson. Think about the things you do before you do them, before they have consequences that you can't go back on. Now, let's get into another part of this, another part of death. How it can destroy families. And it is truly the worst thing that can happen to a family. Because it may not have happened in your family, but it's definitely real that a lot of grandparents, you know, grandma, a lot of those loving old grandpas that sitting there and tell you old stories, you know, big mama love for y'all to come over her house on Sunday and they're up there in age and they pass away. And some people don't realize how much of the glue they were to the family. So when Big Mama or Granddaddy is gone, unfortunately and ignorantly, people fall apart. And it's sad because all you have is family. If you don't have anything else, you have people that you're related to and you shouldn't have that fall apart because, you know, one person's gone. You should keep whatever teachings that they gave you and, you know, come together stronger. And it's sad that when there's a death, there's more fighting over who gets the pictures, who gets this house, who gets the money. And, well, I took care of this person more, so I should get this. And, well, I don't have much, so I should get more. And it's just ridiculous that for money and for material items, a household can be destroyed. A family can be destroyed. Auntie don't want to bring her kids around, uh cousins aren't able to talk anymore uh rumors and lies get spread and the division becomes stronger and it's like you know that's not you know that's not what your grandparents would have wanted you you know that's not what the glue whatever glue to your family would have wanted whether it's mom auntie uncles why mess up the family dynamic for material items and lies? Why, why do that? And it it's honestly sad because I've had, like, family members who said, you know, we live in little old Monroe, Louisiana. 
and this is this is where a lot of family started this is where family started and we really don't even have much family here anymore everybody you know wants to move to their own state you know accomplish dreams which is in itself fine but I've had people tell me that once you know at least on my maternal grandparents side when my grandmother passes they're not going to come to Monroe anymore and I, I I feel that's it's really sad that some people you know choose to hey that person's moved on so I don't really have a reason to stick around and too much see family because you know I I can call if I want to you know talk to people but it makes it difficult in seeing your family and being around your family and for your cousins to know each other and their kids it's just like it's great to want to see yourself grow as a person and want something great for yourself but you also have to circle back around you know to family and I get it not all families are you know that positive and some families do have secrets and toxicity in them but if you don't just necessarily have that you know families have to have some type of what am I trying to say they have to have some type of glue they they really do let's just that's what it is if you lose that glue you need some more because if you don't have it, if you're not visiting for those holidays, if you're not there sharing recipes and laughs, you you can't just depend all on friends. And a lot of people like are like that. They're, you know, may have had some family trauma where they only depend on friends. But, I mean, you can lose friends. I mean, you can break it off with family as well. But friends can be like, you know what, that's it. And they can hurt you bad, and they don't ever have to be your friends no more. You don't necessarily, you don't have ties with them anymore. But your family is still your family, and you may feel like, well, I don't have to have ties with my family. Well, you don't necessarily have to. It is a positive to have people who are related to you that you can be close to, and. Everybody, you know, knows, you know, sometimes you may need an organ or something or somebody in your family may be, you know, genetically compatible with you. You don't want to just push people away that you may need in the future. They teach his own. I just hate that a lot of families get destroyed when they don't have, you know, that backing. And just think about those old days that you may have had. That you may have used to go over grandma house during the weekend. Or some people may have had to go to their grandma house after school. You may have had cousins around that, you know, y'all be at school all day. And then you get to see them and play with them until your mama got off or their mama got off. During the weekend, you'd be like, hey, can I come spend the night over there, TT, or 
Can we go here? Can we go there? Those are some good days. Or grandma will be cooking on Sunday and she got that she got this special special seasoning to her food and it's a shame that it didn't get passed down. So only she know the recipe, but it's lost in time. But there's good memories right there. And unfortunately, my family has felt that before. My great-grandmother, Karuth, passed. That was one. And it's crazy to think that it can only get worse because in the next few years, I mean... Maybe within the next 10, 15 years, I pray it's not, but there's a chance I'm going to lose another grandparent. They are a little up in age. I think they're, I think they're about all in the 70s. I don't think anybody has touched 80 yet. I have only lost one grandparent. My maternal grandfather, he passed away three years ago. And... I mean, he, we miss him, but he wasn't a glue to our family. But I know losing either one of my grandmothers is going to be a struggle. I'm closer with my maternal grandmother's side. That's, you know, my cousins, aunts, and I think she's that glue that's going to be you know, what breaks us apart. And my maternal, my paternal grandmother, uh, I I just, I wouldn't like the thought at all of losing her. She is, she is a minister and she is always there for me, always praying for me. And she is the person I go to when things go wrong. If anything's ever bothering me, I, I'm going straight to her house. And she knows this. And it's like, I, I don't stay too far from her, but I I don't see her as much as I should, which I should get better at doing. I mean, if, you, if you're not, please go see your elders today. Go see any of your family today because... Anybody could be gone soon, and we don't know. And I just specifically say elders because time is a natural, a natural thing. There's nothing we could do about time, considering you know death. So I just really got to get better with seeing them, and I hope you know that we all start incorporating that. See your elders, see your family, because you just don't know. And you don't know how it's going to destroy your family, if it even happens at all. Some families can survive, some people can make it, but I know more often than not, especially in today's times, it gets rough when we lose somebody. Now, with my grandmother, she has been the best for me 
again. And I'd hate to lose her because, again, regarding death, I experienced my biggest loss so far in the form of losing my sister that's under me. My sister Patrice Jackson passed away almost three years ago. And it it really, it really bothered me. It really broke me to realize I'm, at the time, I'm just, I'm barely 30. And she's in her 20s finished her degree, hadn't even started working in her field yet. And to get a call while I'm at work that this person that you've grown up with, the person you've, you know, played toys with, the person that you've told secrets to, the person that has gone through ups and downs with you, the person that you know you've you've helped raise because at the time when my mom became a single parent i had to step up and i'm the oldest so to see the person that you were taking care of and the person that you were so close to no longer be around it, it's so hard. I just really could not fathom that I had just seen her. Because before she passed, she came home from Georgia because her father had passed three weeks before. And I just never thought I would have to go to another funeral so soon. I've lost very few family members since I've been alive, actually, which is a blessing. I'm grateful for it. But that that hit me. That was close. And I, I can only think like, whoa, this can happen to anybody. And it doesn't matter the circumstances. Again, she's a graduate of Gramlin State University with a degree in social work. She was working hard. She was getting her life back in order after, you know, getting divorced from her husband who was not good for her. And I was happy that she's finally getting her life back getting on the right course and to see that life can be snatched away so quickly so suddenly that was so hard and a lot of us can relate to that when you when you just enjoying times with your mom or your cousins and you get a call that that person's no longer around 
that you're not going to see that person. Initially, you get those those feelings that I mean, of course, you're going to cry because it's going to hit you. But when you see that person at their wake or the funeral and it's like, this is really it. I see this person, but I'm not going to hear them anymore. I'm not going to hear them speak from their mouth. You'll still have whatever audio or videos that you have, but it's not the same as having a fresh conversation with them. That's, that's, that's horrible. And to watch them being lowered into the ground, once that casket closes, you're never going to see their body the way it was. Even when you go to the funeral or wake, you see their bodies, but, you know, after the embalming and the obvious changes, they, they don't look the same. And it it grabs you at, at your soul. And you're like, where do I go now? What do I do? How do I move on? How am I going to cope with this? And then you realize silly things that may have hindered you from having a better relationship than you had. Things that, one thing that bothers me, other than me and my sister were close and I'm not going to see her anymore, was before her death, I hadn't spoken to her. I hadn't spoken to her since her dad's funeral because we got into a little argument. But it wasn't big. And my mom was like, you should call her. She said that one day. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll get around to it. It wasn't that bad where I wouldn't talk to her, where I was being stubborn. I just assumed that I had more time. I assumed I had more time. Death was not a thing that I was scared of because, hey, I, I've seen her many days. I've gone without talking to her for a while. But, you know, all you got to do is pick up the phone and that person's going to be there. And you don't think about when they're not going to answer that phone anymore. When you try to call them and it goes to voicemail. And they're never going to answer it again. And some people can relate when your parent or somebody you know goes in to the hospital for something routine and they don't make it out. A lot of people don't even like going to hospitals for that reason. I don't like going to hospitals because it's almost a coin toss if you're going to come out. Because you may go in for one reason and you find other things, and you may not come out. It's a fear of mine. And it's crazy. We're just living this life the best we can, and we don't know how things are going to turn out. 
and it's it's frightening but we have to realize it's not all negative because we all experience it again to die is to mean that you lived everybody experiences it no one is exempt from it and I know my sister is watching over me I'm not the biggest religious person but I do believe in my ancestors and those have passed on are watching after us so I know my sister is watching after me and I hope she continues to do so And I'm always going to keep her in my heart. A struggle is sometimes... is the first time I went a day without thinking about her. And I cried. After she passed, every day I thought about her. But as time went on... I went one day without thinking about her and then when I thought about it, I cried because it's like, this is life. People die and they move on. And you you forget sometimes. Not in a bad way, you just move on in life. And they're not always in the front of your mind. And it terrified me that th- this is what it is. People pass, people move on, you keep them in your memories. And then after a while, more days go by. You don't think about them for a few days. They're not in the front of your mind. And you have to just get used to that. Again, it becomes a part of life. And as I wrap this up, Just to say, we got to stop and think. Let's think about our actions. Let's think about how the decisions we make can affect our life. How short and sweet and beautiful life is. And that we should always give give our all. Let's remember to keep Keep the family alive because that's what that's what the glue of our family would want. They wouldn't want us to drift apart and not be together anymore. So we let's do that. Let's do that for them. Let's remember those who have passed before us. And let's not take for granted the time that we have remaining because no one knows the time. No one knows the place or the reason that we're going to have our last breath. Keep that in mind. Don't have unnecessary arguments that you hold grudges over because you don't want to live with that regret and that guilt that oh, this person may have stole something or may have broke something, so I'm not going to talk to them anymore. And the last thing you remember is an argument over something so silly. 
if you are around your family, give them a hug. Give them their flowers while they're here. If you haven't talked to someone in a good minute, get on the phone and call them. You don't want to be arguing over something stupid and that you can't go back and just say, I love you. It's not worth it. And to those who have lost somebody near and dear recently, it gets better. It's hard as hell first. It's hard. Trying to wrap your mind around how this happened, how this could be, it's hard. But it does get easier. It does get better. And we're not going to let death stop us. Because... Because we don't know when. Live your life. Don't quit. If you got goals, if you got something you want to go for, do it. Do it, damn it. Do it. But just make smart decisions. And don't do anything that could result in you not being here sooner than you're not. That's my time, everyone. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can always follow at Eccentric Honey on Facebook and at my website, eccentrichoney.com. I love you guys and take care.